come and thank you. Even though we might encounter difficulties and and sufferings in life. But you have already promised us that your grace is greater than any difficulty that come across us. You are greater than any foe in front of us. Heavenly Father, we come to you and we give our thanks. Father, we don't want to look in look at our problems or our difficulty or our suffering. Father, we come to you and we count your blessings and we embrace your grace and we come and and seek the eternal peace that you have already given us. Father, we know nothing can pluck us from your love. Father, we thank you and we praise you. From the depth of our heart, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's turn to Psalm 105. Psalm 105. Let us read from verse 17. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. These are the verses for the moment. As you know that we are sharing this important theme which is growing into Christ the head. Now this morning I would like to share with you, especially through the story of Joseph. Now we all familiar with the story of Joseph. Now because of his story, we may learn a lot about this matter of growing into Christ the head. Now, if you study Genesis, now starting from chapter 12, all the way to chapter 50, then you will realize you will realize that these chapters are most interesting chapters. So they are at, so we will find the four important figures in the Bible. Abraham. Isaac, uh, uh, Jacob, and Joseph. 
Now we know that God is God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when we know God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then we will learn many lessons. From the God of Jacob, when the God of Abraham, we learn that our God is our Father, who is the source of everything. The reason we can grow in the Lord, because we received the life of our Heavenly Father. So everything originated from there. When we talk about Christian growth, when we talk about when we talk about Christian maturity, let's all remember it's all from the very source. And when you learn the story of Abraham, then immediately then we will learn a very wonderful lesson. God is the God who created nothing, a something out of nothing. Because when God when God gave uh, Abraham Isaac, is really a lesson from nothing to something. Now that's the birth of Isaac. Now in the story of offering of Isaac, and then we learn that God is God of Resurrection. And you remember that how God restored Isaac to Abraham. In resurrection. So through the birth of Isaac and offering of Isaac. Now Abraham learned everything about our our fountainhead. Then through the God of Isaac. And then we understand that how God has given everything to his son. We are just like Rebecca. We even didn't see him. But we love him. Because of witness and testimony of the Holy Spirit. So when we study the story of Isaac, now you can experience, you know, how Isaac really enjoyed everything given by his father. And then we will come when we come to uh, uh, Jacob. God indeed is God of Jacob. Now that really surprises us. We understand that God is God of Abraham. Abraham is a father of faith. And we still could understand that God is the God of Isaac. But we all know who is Jacob. But why God is God? Why God is called the God of Jacob. Now, remember, in the life of Jacob, we will see wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. In the life of Abraham, the father, in the life of Isaac, the son, in the life of Jacob, you see the working of the Holy Spirit. He is able, he is able to uh, transform the worm like Jacob. 
into a butterfly. Flying in the sky blue sky. Now if God is able to transform the worm like Jacob, Definitely God is able to transform you and me. So thank the Lord. Through the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we experience the wonderful work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now remember, by this way we all grow. But important thing is when we talk about grow, we talk about growing into Christ the head. So in another in the process of growing, there is a pattern of growing. There is a goal. Now during the process of growing, you will know where we are going. If you know where you are going, even you drop many tears, even you suffer so much, so much suffering, everything becomes worth it. Now today our problem is this. We know that we should grow in the Lord. We should know that if we suffer with Christ, we will be glorified with Him. We are still human beings. We are still men of flesh and blood. We are men full of feelings. We know when we we know what is pain. When we are painful, we know what is pain. Now, brothers and sisters, and sometimes during the process of growing, we call it growing pain. Now in that process, when we are going through trial, now brothers, and you will discover the night as if it's so long. Sometimes you find that that burden is too much for you. So my brothers and sisters, remember, if you know that, where we are going, if you not only know, if you not only understand, not only uh, receive the revelation of the God, the of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, we should grow. We grow from the fountainhead. By the working of the Holy Spirit. Now today, we, we are being transformed from glory to glory. It is a wonderful process. But sometimes it's a painful process. It's easy to talk about it. It's very difficult to experience it. So brothers, where are we going? What is our goal? So the answer is given in the life of Joseph. You see, especially Psalm 105, really link these two together. If you only study, if you only study Genesis, you only know the story of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and also of Joseph. 
Now we do not know how these link together. But thank the Lord. We have just read one of the most important psalms. Psalm 105. And this psalm really supplies us a wonderful key. To open the story of Joseph. And Joseph really tell us where are we going. So thank the Lord. When we come to the life of Joseph. Now we know it is we know this is wonderful, this is wonderful story. And thank the Lord. So by the grace of the Lord, we would like to have some meditation about the story of Joseph. Now as you know that Joseph, uh, if you study New Old Testament, when you study the life of Abraham, you find that now you discover there are four altars built by Abraham. Now altar speaks of life of consecration. Then when we proceed to the life of uh, Isaac. Now you remember our uh, life, uh, Isaac has dug four wells. So just like the altar is the characteristic of the life of Abraham. Now, well also characterized the life of Isaac. Consecration speaks of the life. No, altar speaks of life of consecration. The well speaks of life going deeper. First, we consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Now that's not the end. That's only the beginning. And that consecrated life will lead us deeper. So that's why in the life of Isaac you have you have discovered four wells. Then when you come to Jacob, you find he has built four pillars. Now pillars in the Bible always speaks of testimony. Did we make a mistake? Can you connect Jacob with pillar? Do you think in any way you can connect Jacob that crook uh, rest, uh, that 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 that, that uh, crooked uh, Jacob with the wonderful testimony of the Lord? So you see, you discover, you thank the Lord in the life of Jacob. You discover four pillars has been built. Yes, it's impossible. Bible says, Thou, thou worm, Jacob. You see, God always described Jacob as the worm. The worm, the worm always crawling on the two-dimensional flat land. That's why God gave all the wealth of this earth to the people of Israel. 
but unfortunately, when the when uh, the worm crawling on this ground, now the the worm has no concept about the third dimension. They never know what is the heavenly dimension. So thank the Lord. By the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. You remember when he came out, when he went out from when he uh when he when he became a stretch when he became uh uh when he became uh, when he began to travel from his home. And, uh, after so many years, now he has to go to a place called, uh, he has to go to his uncle's place. So when he reached a place called Bethel, and remember he dreamed a dream. And he dreamed a heavenly ladder. Why? For the worm, they never know that dimension. So the world of the worm is two-dimensional flat world. If you just give the earth to them, they will be satisfied. But God will be never satisfied. Even even the Jacob was nothing but a word. But God will transform him into a butterfly. So from Jacob to Israel. Israel means to be prince with God. So you see, brothers and sisters, we when we are looking, when we are seeking for the well. Or, or success from this world. We are just like Jacob. We may be very successful. But the the world at most you earn, at most you gain is nothing but the flat land. If God wants testimony, must be heavenly testimony. When you give the glory to God, don't just tell us how successful you are. We the world want to know how glorified is the Heavenly Father. So, brothers and sisters, in the light of Jacob, through four pillars, eventually, you see, you discover Jacob was able to fly in the blue sky. So that's Abraham, and Jacob. Four altars, four wells, and four pillars. But now when you come to the life of Joseph, you discover he is a dreamer. He has dreamed four set of dreams. So you see, brothers, if the life of if the altar means the life of consecration, and then when you come to the Isaac, the life of wealth. 
means going deeper. Because you're going deeper, then the four pillars are built. Here you find a wonderful testimony. Is that all? We really are in the growing process. But where are we going? Now what? Are the dream? What does the what the dream means in the Bible? Now, brothers, the dream here means our vision. You remember the story of uh, of uh, you remember the story of Joseph. One day he was sent by his father. And to uh to look for his brothers. So then when his brother saw him from afar, what did they say? Here comes the dreamer. So brother, if you want to know the life of Joseph, he is a dreamer. Now what kind of dream he has dreamed? Now you remember four set of dreams. The first one, now in his dream, he told his brother. He told his brother. He said, while we are binding the sheep in the field, all of a sudden, one of the sheep stand up. That Joseph. And another, then another sheep bow before him. Now you see, brother, it is simply because that dream, his brethren hate him. Because Joseph definitely was the delight of his father. So when he was 17, when he was sent to look for his brothers, what he wear actually is the garment of many colors. So now you understand how he was the delight of his father. So now he now he's now you can understand that his father definitely loved him much more than other sons. Out of jealousy. Of course, his brother doesn't like him. But now, even more, more now, now even now even more terrible things happen. Now, if that dream really happened, so in other words, all the other brothers will become his slaves. To bow down before him. So my brother sisters, what kind of dream of Joseph dreamed? Now if you only read that part of the story, you couldn't understand it. But if you know the whole story of Joseph, you know it very well. Now after he was being sold to Egypt, then there were seven years years of famine. And the famine was so terrible, so heavy, then Jacob has to send his son to uh, to Egypt. Now at that time, Joseph was on the throne. He was a prime minister of Egypt. And now he is he is able to open all the all the granaries just to feed people. Now when you have nothing to eat. When you come when you are on the verge of being annihilated. 
You will do everything to get the food. So remember when these brothers, when the brothers of Jacob, uh, uh, Joseph came to Egypt, they want to buy the food. And the Bible said, they worship at the feet of Joseph. So now you understand what kind of dreams that. That dream is that one day Joseph will be in glory. Do you see that? One day by the grace of God, he will be promoted to a position of grace. And that position qualifies him to become the become the 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 become the deliverer. And he's able to deliver many people from famine. So when you come to Joseph, now you will have life. Because here you are able to you are able to continue with your life. So brothers and sisters, you see that dream simply means that one day Joseph will be placed in the throne. So that's the characteristic of the dream of Joseph. Now brother, let's come back to chapter to Rome uh, come back to uh to the letters to uh, to Romans. Now in the first eight chapters Immediately you discover, tell us justification by faith. Justification, uh, sanctification by faith. And glorification by faith. Now, what do you mean by glorification? Do you see? And what do you mean by glory? I think we need the definition by, uh, by uh, Paul. So let's go to Romans chapter 8. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. When we talk about justification, we talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But when we talk about glorification, we are talking about Joseph. So here you find that uh, those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Now, brothers, you have to 
go back to the context. So we need to read this chapter to understand what does Bible, what does Paul, does Paul mean the glorification? So we can understand the glory is what. So by this way, you have to go back to verse twenty-eight. So we can go back to verse twenty-eight. All things God worked. God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. We know that when we are called according to His purpose, we are called according to His purpose. We are called according to His according to His purpose. We are called 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 To be conformed to the image of his son. So now we understand. So we now understand. What do what does Paul means glorification? That this glory is what does it mean? It means being transformed into the image of his son. That this glory is what does it mean? It means being transformed into the image of his son. So you see, my brothers and sisters, when we talk about justification by faith and sanctification by faith, we talk about justification by faith and So this means the Isaac. It means Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is Isaac, Jacob, and Abraham. But now, when we talk about glorification, when we talk about glorification, it means being transformed into the image of Christ. That means being transformed into the image of Christ. Now, it is very true. If you go to all the characters recorded in the Bible. No one is like Joseph. He almost in every aspect reminds you of our Lord. That's glory. Brothers, you will never see glory. You only see our own. You only if you see our justification. Yes, it's justification. If you see our sanctification, wonderful. Brothers, when you see. Your justification and your sanctification. When you see your justification, your sanctification, you see Christ. You see Christ. You also see you. You see Christ. You are justified. You are sanctified. But brothers and sisters, when we are glorified, when we are glorified, you only see no one but Christ. Brothers, if you look at you and me, full of shame and ugliness, but one day, when people see us, when they see the glory and the beauty of Christ, that's glory. So, brother, now you understand. One day, we should be in glory. Yes, one day we will be glorified with Him there. Yes. But even today, we are being transformed into His image. That's where we are going, brothers. We are the people of purpose. We are driven by our purpose. Yes, on the one hand, we are in the process of growing. But on the other hand, we know where we are going. So, brothers, you see. Joseph is a man of dream. But he dream a dream which is wonderful. That dream is according God's will. So that's a wonderful type. 
to show us, brothers and sisters. Do you see that? Now, when we study the life of Joseph, we are supposed to know how can we be transformed into the image of Christ. Now, we know sometimes we dream. One day we'll become president. Uh, some sisters want to become Madame Gyor. And some people they want to be millionaire. But brother, we dream a lot of dreams. But more, gradually you discover many of dreams never realized. We are dreamers, but our dream never realized. But it was not so with Joseph. Yes, he was. Was a dreamer. He has a vision. But he does did not become visionary. No, his dream has been realized. So, brother, in the light of Joseph, we not only know that he has a dream, that dream will put him in glory. That dream will put him on the throne. Joseph,是天上的君王。所以，主耶稣基督的名下，所以，主耶稣基督的名下，所以，主耶稣基督的名下，所以，主耶稣基督的名下，所以，主耶稣基督的名下，所以，主耶稣基督的名下，所以，主
Yesterday we learned a lesson in school of Christ. Who paid the tuition for us? Our Lord Jesus paid the highest, most expensive tuition on the cross. Now in this school in this school of Christ, what is the finest goal? The final goal is to be transformed into image So thank the Lord. This is really a wonderful story of Joseph. Joseph had dreamed four dreams. And these four dreams not only tell us his goal. Also, this dream tells us how finally how he reached that goal. So, when we study the life of Joseph, we not only learn the goal, our goal, our dream, we also know how this dream should be realized. Now, we talk about vision. Especially during the conferences, we emphasize on vision. That's very important. Now, sometimes when we talk, when we when we talk about when we uh, when we hear when we have heard so much about vision, gradually that word vision become not not strong in our heart. That behind that dream is a great challenge. You may have a dream. But the important thing, how that dream can be realized. So if only a vision, nothing will happen. Now I know many people that attend all kinds of conferences. Oh, some brother sister give me the impression that he would like to come this conference, another conference. Almost every conference. Sometimes ten years, twenty years. He or she must be very spiritual. How many messages he has heard about? How many times he has been reminded? We, we, we have our dream. But brother, sisters, how often when we come back from the conference, we have a dream, but it is almost never realized. So that's why in the Bible, when you talk about the vision, always couple with the cross. If only you have vision, no cross. Nothing will happen. But if you have vision, and also you would like to walk on the way of the cross, then it will become, then, then that dream will become realized. So whether the dream will be realized, the secret is with the way of the cross. So may the Lord really speak to our hearts. From the life of Joseph, we can see it very clearly. Finally, his dream is realized. Now altogether, four dreams. But in order to his dream to be realized, in his life, he had four 
garments. The first garment is a garment of many colors. He was delight in the bosom of his father. But when he was sent out, when he was betrayed by his father, by his brothers, and when his brother bring the garment of many colors to his father, to their father. Now, in the eyes of their father, is no longer the garment of many colors. It's a garment dipped with blood. Brothers and sisters, from garment of many colors to the garment with blood. This is a part of the way of the cross. Is that all? No. When he was in Egypt, by the grace of God, he was able to serve his master. And his master even wanted to give everything to him except his wife. But you know, one day he was seduced by the wife of his master. And now he refused to sing against God. And you remember, finally he dropped his garment in the hand of her, of his master, of the wife of of her, his master. And that garment is very evidence. He was among the criminals. He actually was he was among the sinners. That's why he was put in dungeon. Brothers and sisters, first the garment of many colors, and then the blood, the garment with the blood. Then the garment of a slave. Think about it. That garment becomes very evidence. He was a sinner. Yet he had no sin. And not only that, he was listed among the criminals. You remember another another prisoner was the chief cupbearer. And another one is chief baker. So you see that, and according to the Bible, they were all put in the dungeon. Now, not only cheap cover was sinner, also cheap baker was sinner. And Joseph was also sinner. But we know that he did not sin against God in that in that matter. Of course, we know he is a sinner. But in that respect, he was he did not make he did not commit sin. He did not sin against God. But brothers and sisters, you discover he became he became he was listed among the sinners. And now you remember the story. How the cheap cabber being restored. How that cheap baker perished. 
Isn't this remind? Is this does this remind you of the story of the cross? When our Lord Jesus died on the cross, he had no sin. We know that he had no sin. He was made sin for you and for me. He only took the position, our position, that's all. He had no sin. When he died for us on the cross. Now, brother, sisters, do you know that there are another two men? Are two thieves. One is saved, another one is perished. Isn't this the same picture here? So, even when, when when Joseph was put in dungeon, now if he asked himself, why me? Well, actually, I'm innocent in that before God. The reason I'm here because I dare not to sing against God. The reason I'm here because I love God. So my brothers and sisters, do you see that? Now here he will ask one thousand why and why and why me? Brothers and sisters, now if you look back in the life of Joseph, you see the beauty and Christ, glory in his life. And not only that, before our Lord received His glory, how He died for us on the cross. So, my brothers and sisters, you see, that's the garment of a slave. And He was among the criminal, He was among the sinners. What lesson Joseph has learned, He did not, some suffering is called deserved suffering. Suffering of Jacob, most likely, all deserves suffering. But suffering of Joseph is undeserved suffering. If it's undeserved, why Joseph suffered? He suffered for Christ. Even before Jesus died for us on the cross, it is the will of the Holy Spirit who want to make Joseph as a type for us to see how he typified our Lord on the cross. So Holy Spirit arranged the life of Jacob, uh, Joseph. So here you find an undeserved suffering. Not because Joseph made any mistake, no. Just because he loved the Lord, he lived a godly life, and that's why that's his crime. That's why he was put in the in dungeon. So, brothers and sisters, when you see the life of Joseph, you see the life of Christ. So, my brothers and sisters, do you see how wonderful it is? If you read that. 
part. Now, if you if if you are just Joseph by that time, you will never understand. Why this is the case? But thank the Lord. Now, if you know the actually the Holy Spirit behind the life of Joseph. Now we understand that. Step by step. First, the garment of many colors. Then, the garment with blood. Then, the garment of a slave. Finally, he was on the throne. We were told that he was being given a garment of fine linen. So when he had a garment of white linen, brothers sisters, what does that mean? That means he's already in the throne. You remember when you study Revelation, when the bride is ready, you see the garment of the bride. And that garment is made of fine linen. And according to the Bible, that's the, that's the righteousness the, that's the righteousness of saints. But remember, that righteousness of saints is not being given is what saint has has uh, uh, it is the result of the saint's act. That's why he had righteousness. So you see, it is not the, it is not that the, the righteousness received by the saints. No. It is the it is the righteousness uh uh being act out by the saints. So now, brothers and sisters, it is very clear. That represents the process of growing from the garment of many colors and to the garment with blood and the garment of a slave and the garment of fine linen. So, brother, that's how Joseph was on the throne. This speaks of the way of the cross. So, my brother, sisters, if we are talking about the growing, uh, growing up into Christ's head, what is that way? Brothers and sisters, thank the Lord. We are the dreamers. But we are also the people who walk in this way. Wherever the land goes, we definitely will follow. So, brother, if you study the Bible carefully, now, of course, that's what that that impression we have from the life of Joseph. Of course, when he was 17, he was betrayed. When he was on the throne, he was 30. Then in between you have a 13 years. We don't know how long he served his master in his house. We also don't know how long he was in prison. But one thing for sure, that 13 years must be very, very long. Finally, he waited and waited. Another two dreamers dream a dream. 
One is cheap cupbearer and the other is cheap baker. Think about it. Your future is linked with some other dreamers. If they don't dream any dream, you have no hope of being released. You see, in during that 13 years, now is there any hope for Joseph? Why he should be delivered from the prison? Now later he got a slim. Somehow he got some hope. Because somehow two uh, uh, among these criminal among these criminals, at least two of them, they dream almost the same dream. And then he began to interpret that dream. And then finally, uh, the, 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 uh, according to that dream, the cheap capital will be restored to its original place. And of course, the cheap baker will be cut off. So that's why Joseph talked to the cheap capital. Now, when you go back, when you are being restored, when you receive all goodness in the presence of Pharaoh, please remember me. He wait and wait. Finally, you see, he was able to interpret two dreams. And now, here is a link between the dungeon and the throne. Otherwise, he was really far from, from Pharaoh. Now, if far from Pharaoh, there's, that means there's no hope. But finally, he found that a wonderful time. That a wonderful opportunity. Now he's about to be released. Now he knows that after three days, he will be restored. Now if, he, if that cheap couple remember him, he will say something about, 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 uh, about Joseph. So after three days, no more cross. He will be released. He never think that he will be in the glory. All he wants that he wants people to know that I'm innocent. Now only three days later, the whole world will know that he is innocent. That is hope. But brothers and sisters, we were told that and cheap couple simply forgot everything. And another two years, then one day, she's cover remember. And then he was 30 years old. In the Bible, when our Lord reached 30 years old, it means that he reached his maturity. So, brother and sisters, now before when we reach the maturity, you see, even we have a wonderful chance. Even we probably can be released two years earlier. No, it is God's plan. That cheap couple simply forgot everything. That Joseph should not nourish any hope with human beings. All his hope 
So, brother, sisters, when that hope vanished, when the time arrived, when Joseph reached maturity, just like our Lord reached his maturity and then he went out and preached, and then you discover a voice from heaven, this is my beloved son. So my brother, sisters, now you can understand. From the bubble, from the garment of many colors, to the garment of fine linen, you discover the time in the hand of our Lord. We want to shorten our time of suffering. Sometimes we think we almost reached there. But brothers, finally, you see that almost become nothing. So how you are going to interpret the whole thing? How to explain the all the experience by 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 Joseph? Now we should come back to Psalm 109. Psalm 105. Let's read verse 14. Uh, no, no, sorry. Um, uh, verse 17. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. Now this verse will tell us everything within that thirty years. What kind of suffering Joseph received? They hurt his feet with fetters. Now, of course, when he was first sold, definitely that's what happened. And also, when he was put in prison dungeon, probably there's also some that that's also his feet was with fetters. We do not know the details. He was laid in irons. Now, what does that mean? Now, let me remind you again. Now, according to Bible scholars, now, King James Version's translation actually is quite accurate. Probably 80% accuracy. So, if you have another translation by Darby, for example, and also if you look for the Young's Little translation, Okay, if you just have these three Bible in your hand, and finally you do reach 98% of accuracy of the word. Now, very interesting, the word here, he was laid in irons. If you check with the original, especially if you check with Darby translation and the Young's Little translation, now what the Bible said, iron enter into his soul. Do you see that? Now that's something, we, when, when, normally when we read this part of the Bible, 
And sometimes we couldn't understand. We think that he they hurt his feet with fetters. That we understand. That's physical suffering. But actually, the Bible said, even when he, he when they hurt his feet with the, not only his feet was hurt, fetter means iron. This means iron not only enter his physical body. Now actually iron is even get deeper. Even into his soul. Now brother sister, that's what happened for our Lord on the cross. When he was nailed on the cross, the irons entered into his feet and into his hand and into his feet. Now, brother, sister, we think that's all. That's the physical suffering. Now, you know very well there is a very famous movie recently about how our Lord was suffered so much on the cross physically. Now, brother, sister, that's Suffering is not, not, yet it is suffering. But in the Bible, there's a kind of suffering, it's not on the irons enter his body. The irons enter into his soul. That's why our Lord said, My heart has been melted. You see, just like a wax. So you see, brother, sister, today people only can imagine the suffering of our Lord on the cross. How much suffer a physical suffering? But brothers, the most difficult part of the suffering is not physical one. When the ions enter into his soul, brother, sister, he suffers much, much more. His suffering is suffering of our Lord on the cross. While Joseph was suffering, he was fellow, actually he fellowship with the suffering of Christ. Whenever you study Philippians chapter three, when Paul said fellowship in his suffering, what kind of suffering? One day, not only iron enter into our physical body, and you find that that also enter into that also enter into our 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 soul. Now, brother, if you read the following verse, you will be surprised. That suffering, according to the law. Definitely will last a period of time. How long that suffering will go? So when you read verse 19, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Now something very interesting. How Joseph was able to pass through that long time, long period of suffering. The secret is this. At that time, he has the word of the Lord. Do you see that? 
And the word of the Lord tested him. As if the Lord said, "Now your suffering is about to finish." But now, when he waited for three days, nothing happened. And now, Chief Kapura just completely forget about it. So the word of the Lord tested him. So, brother, sister, behind this record, now we begin to understand what. Can make us go through any kind of suffering. It is the word of our Lord. So somehow during our suffering, Holy Spirit interpret everything to you and to me. So brothers and sisters, we need the word of the Lord. No matter what kind of suffering you go through, if you have the word of the Lord. That word definitely will sustain you. That definitely definitely will support you. Now finally, it will get us through. So Bible said, until the time his word came to pass. So brothers and sisters, important thing is that the Lord has to wait when His word became to pass. By that time, the Lord definitely had the word. He definitely had the purpose. Behind that word, He will tell us what He is doing here. So brother, you have to look for that word. You have to seek for that word. Without that word, you just suffer. You just cannot stand everything. So by the Lord. By the grace of the Lord. Now, when you have the word of the Lord, now that word will carry you through. That word will comfort you. That word will give you patience until the time that His word came to pass. It is not until the time you have suffered enough suffering. No. So, brothers and sisters, when you should come out from there? When you should be put on the throne? Now, brothers and sisters, only when His word came to pass. So, my thank the Lord, brothers and sisters. And then, if you read verse 20, now you know, you know Joseph already is in the throne. So from these very small sentences, we are able to penetrate into the secret in a time of that long 13 years. God was still with Joseph. So Joseph still has his wonder, still understands, Joseph can 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 go through that suffering because it is the support, it is the encouragement of the word. So, brothers and sisters, may the Lord really speak to our hearts. I know sometimes when we go through a suffering, as if there's no solution. But one thing for sure is this. We have to seek the Lord. We need the word from our Lord. The word of doctor is not final. The word of the Lord is final. So if you really know what is the will of the Lord, 
And when the word of the Lord came to pass, and then brothers and sisters, we will be in the we will be in the place where God finally reached his goal. So thank the Lord, brothers. You see that we need the presence of God. And the presence of God actually derived from his living word. And that a whole period of thirteen years. The word of the Lord tested Joseph. So brothers and sisters, sometimes when we suffer, just mere suffering, that's all. But brothers, no, when we suffer, it means the period, the word of the Lord tests you and me. So if this is the word, the encouragement must be from him. Then by my brother and we are able to sing the hymn just like we sung in the beginning. I feel that we should sing this hymn again. I know many brothers and sisters today, they suffer so much. Some of them, they go through the suffering, go through, go, uh, sometimes because they, they, they are sick. So I think, brother and sister, we need to sing together to encourage our brothers and sisters while they are going through this suffering. And then may this word really encourage them. So after that, let's have a few words of prayer. Not only to pray for us, let us not only pray. Let us also pray for those who are suffering in our midst. They do not know why. Some of them, they, they are dis- discouraged. Some of them, they are scared. Some of them, they do not, do not see the future. But brothers and sisters, remember, it is always the, when we suffer, always suffering with a purpose. So my brothers and sisters, we are not suffering for nothing. So if we know the where we are going, if we know why we we if we know that only the word can carry us through, then brothers and sisters, even the cross sometimes is heavy. But thank the Lord, the grace is much more abundant. So how about let's sing that hymn? Five o two. Again, I say, brother, not only sing for yourself, also sing for your brother and the sisters. Only the Lord know them, know them how much they need comfort.
verse two as the last. As the last.